Welcome to WeChat Divorce, hosted by Karen Chalou, legal liaison, and Catherine Shanahan, CDFA. Each episode, we sit down with divorce professionals and industry experts to provide insights and frank discussions about real people, real situations, and real divorce to help you achieve your best life post-divorce. This episode of WeChat Divorce is sponsored by My Divorce Solution, supporting clients with divorce financial planning so you can understand your settlement options and negotiate divorce with confidence. Visit MyDivorceSolution.com to request access. Welcome to WeChat Divorce. Catherine and I are really happy to welcome author and divorce specialist Michelle Dempsey Multac to our podcast today. In this episode, we're going to discuss divorce tips for moms taking the high road in divorce. It's a very important topic for co-parenting through divorce. But first, let's take a couple minutes to introduce Michelle. Michelle is a best-selling author and certified divorce and co-parenting specialist. She helps parents ensure they co-parent in a way their children can be proud of, not need to recover from by keeping children top of mind instead of stuck in the middle as parents navigate divorce and co-parenting feeling empowered. And I think empowered is a singular word that I would use for the work you do with parents, Michelle. Thank you. That's a good word. Yeah, that word. It's a really good word. And learning to do that through the divorce process, I think is really important. I agree. I think, you know, there's so many ways to feel when you are going through a divorce, whether you choose to leave the marriage or whether you have been left, you are going to go through a range of emotions and finding those moments where you do feel empowered or liberated or ready to take charge of your life and move forward. That's the best outcome for everybody, especially when there are children involved. Absolutely. Because it's really easy to get stuck in the misery of it all and just kind of stay in that grind of stories of everything that's going wrong instead of how can I do better? Mm. We're going to talk about that more today. Awesome. But first, before we get into the topic, let's talk about your book, Mom's Moving On. Yeah, let's talk about it. The book came out in March of 22. And now we're going to come up on March of 23. And when I see my book in stores or online, I can't believe they asked me to be on the cover of it. I never in a million years understood why, but I'm on it and I'm proud to represent the full working title is Mom's Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict and Becoming Your Best Self. That was a title that was put together when I initially got the book deal from Simon & Schuster in late 2020. And I love it. Although now I might add co-parent in a way your children can be proud of because after the last three and a half years of being a certified divorce specialist and co-parenting specialist, I realized that all of my sessions, all of my work, everything I'm passionate about comes back to keeping children out of the middle and putting your emotions aside when you need to make really important decisions regarding divorce, co-parenting, separation, all of it. And it's very hard to do that. It's very hard to not be emotional after a divorce and even harder to put those emotions aside. So anyway, the book does talk a lot about that though, about picking your battles. If you're going to pick them all, you're going to wind up in this emotional tailspin and you can't make good decisions or put out good energy for your children when you're emotional. It talks a lot about hating your ex, ways to honor those feelings and have those feelings, but how to put that aside so it doesn't 
live at the forefront of all that you do because your children will inevitably be affected. So I do think the feedback I've gotten from the readers over the last year has been thank you for either opening my eyes to seeing there's a different way. I don't have to be so angry. I don't have to be out for revenge. And also thanks for what this has done for my children. I preach heavily on allowing your ex-spouse to have a role in parenting, whether you like it or not, whether you're comfortable with it or not, because long-term that is the best case scenario for the children. It's so true. And you know, as moms and even dads, I guess, but as a mother, you're afraid that they'll love their father more than they love you when you're going through a divorce or that their father or mother can provide more than you can provide financially since the divorce. And you want to be their friend, but you want to be their mother. So you're thinking of all these different lanes you're going down emotionally yourself. And so, you know, me, I'm 11 years away from it now. And would I have done a couple of things differently? Yes, but I wish I would have realized during all that time that everything I was doing as being just the mother was exactly what they needed. I hear it today, my kids are older and they say, you know, if I bring up old trips, they went on ski trips that I didn't go on. They'll say my favorite time was when I came home and you were making meatballs, you know? So that was my little breakdown or aha moment a couple of years ago. It was like, I'm so glad that I just stayed in there and did that. I just beat myself up a little bit emotionally during that time because I didn't right. what they wanted, right? And that's so natural. We don't want to lose our children to the other parent. While that's very hard to actually have happen, it's a natural feeling. But my favorite saying is that children will never remember what you do for them. They remember how they're made to feel. And mm -hmm. sometimes I had it rough as a kid and my mom will be like, but we, you always had the best of everything and you went to the best schools and the best camps and the... And I'm like, yeah, but I was like dying inside, <laughs> like nobody, you know? So the other side of that is like realizing that your job as a parent is not that complicated. Really at the bare minimum, you have to feed them, clothe them, put a roof over their head, right? So if you're doing that, you are technically already doing enough. But if you are also a safe space for their feelings, that's worth more than any trip to Disney, any cruise around the world, any fancy birthday party. Being that safe space, and I'll tell you that I pride myself on being that for my daughter. And two nights ago, we were sitting in bed. And don't get me wrong, the girl's got a great life. She travels <laughs> and does all the good things. But we were sitting in bed and this video popped up on my phone. She's turning eight tomorrow, so I'm very emotional about it. Video of her as a baby. And I was tickling her and making her laugh. So I was showing her how cute her laugh was. And she said, Mom, got to tell you something. Thank you for always being such a good mommy to me. And I said, well, that's the best thing you've ever said. What makes me such a good mommy to you? And she said, no matter what, you're always sweet to me and you want to see me happy. And it wasn't like, thank you for the recent shopping trip to the mall or thank you for the birthday party you're about to throw me. It's knowing that she has that safety and security. And I can't stress that enough to moms. That is the best gift you'll ever give your kids. Amen. I love that. I love that so much. And your book, kind of creates that anchor point, especially for those moms going through litigation where the spouse may be trying to change their parenting style or their time with the children to manage child support payments. And so then moms can feel in this space of defense and fear and vulnerability. And I think your book does a really good job of keeping that anchor point because at the end of the day, the only thing that really matters is those children and how they survive. Parents take for granted the fact that our kids are kids for 
a very short amount of time. They're adults much longer than their children. And you don't want to have to spend the entirety of their adult relationship repairing something that you messed up in their childhood, which is very often keeping the child from the other parent, making them feel badly about loving the other parent, letting them know that there is something wrong with that parent, therefore something wrong with the child's. There's That's the stuff you don't want to have to repair as an adult, because then you'll wonder why you don't have a good relationship with your adult children. Yeah. And you could feel confident in knowing that if your spouse or their other parent acts a certain way and they're pretending now in time, it all comes out. They actually see it for themselves. They don't need you telling them what their parent is. They're going to close off what you're saying because they're going to think it's coming from you're just mad at the spouse because you got a divorce. But those actions will come through. You don't have to tell them that they're a bad dad or a bad mom. If they're a bad dad or a bad mom, the kids are going to see it on their own. That's not showing up for them. That is the truest of true. That's what I tell people. You don't have to tell them anything. They feel it and they see what's what and who's who very early on in life. And I know in the case of girls, female children, they're going to see it around that 11, 12 year old age where they become impossible to deal with to begin with, they know, and they are going to pull away very fast from the parent who does not make them feel emotionally safe because they, at that point, are not emotionally safe. Their hormones are all over the place. They're angry, they're happy, they're sad. They only care about themselves and their friends. And if there's a parent who's not giving them what they need to feel okay, all hell breaks loose. It happened to me. I see it happen time and time again with my clients' daughters. I can't speak for boys because I'm not one and I don't have one. But I do know that when a child is angry and they're going through that hormonal stage, the parent who has ever made them feel badly about loving the other parent or who prevents them from doing the things that they love for their own benefit, recipe for disaster. And let me add to that. If you are their safe space and they're coming to you, I made this mistake once and I'll never do it again, but they're coming to you in that space and they're bitching and moaning and groaning about their parent who's not doing whatever made them upset. Do not add fuel to that. Do not say, oh yeah, they are like that. This is what I've been trying to tell you because they don't want to hear that. They already know it. They don't need to hear that you're agreeing, even though your insides are probably like, oh yeah, finally they're seeing it. Don't add to that conversation. Just sit and listen. Don't make a comment back. Because I remember I made a comment back to my daughter, I think it was. And she said, Mom, I don't need you to tell me. I'm telling you. She almost became defensive then because I interjected. So I just zipped it like, oh my gosh, don't ever do that again. (laughs) Right. And a lot of people will ask, okay, how am I supposed to respond when they're coming to me and saying, but daddy's so mean and daddy did this. And this is what I've learned from Bill Eddy, who is an attorney and a mental health professional and the founder of the High Conflict Institute, is this is the perfect opportunity to teach some really important skills to your children that they need for life anyway, called the four big skills. And it's questioning. It's teaching your child to answer questions for themselves so that you are not really in the driver's seat there and you're not putting the information in their head. For example, if your daughter or son comes home and says, daddy's so mean, daddy said this about you, daddy said you're a bad mommy, that's a perfect opportunity to talk about potato, potato. Is there something that you like that mommy doesn't like? Okay, what is that? Is it safe to say that we're allowed to have different opinions? And then this offers them the opportunity for flexible thinking, which is one of the things Bill Eddy stresses with the four big skills, but being able to think for yourself, being able to say, okay, daddy doesn't like mommy. That's daddy's choice. I can still like mommy. Here are the reasons why mommy's okay for me. Mommy makes me feel safe. Mommy makes me grilled cheese. Mommy packs my backpack. So you're allowed to have a different opinion. And that's something, you know, 
Bella, my daughter was very young when she came to me and said, mommy, I figured out why you and daddy got divorced. And I said, why did we, why did we get divorced? <laughs> daddy only eats gummy candy and you only like chocolate candy. And so that's why you got divorced. She was like four, very cute and age appropriate. She is realizing we are different. And so now when she comes to me and she says, but daddy said, or at daddy's house, I can. And I'm like, well, that's amazing because daddy believes in those things. Those are the things that make daddy. That's how daddy handles those situations. How would you handle the situation, Belle? If you don't think daddy handled it well, if you don't think I handled it well, how would you do it? And then we have a conversation about it and she's able to form her own opinions and no blame was put on either parent. Yeah, I always love the questioning. As a matter of fact, my kids used to say, can you just yell at me? You're, you know, I'd say, did you mean to hurt mommy's feelings when you said that? Can you just yell at me instead of like doing, making me feel guilty? Questioning but- offers a very good opportunity for connection and understanding that we don't get when we yell at or punish. Yes, exactly. Gosh, wow. you can use a lot of divorce, not even just with your children, but you can use it with your attorney. You can use it with your mediator. And your financial, good to ask questions. I always say asking questions is not questioning someone. If you're asking a question, you're asking a question for clarity. Doesn't mean you're questioning somebody's behavior or stance, right? And that is so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on that note, let's hop right into our topic today, taking the high road, because I think that this is beautifully leading into our topic. So Michelle, what is the high road? I think the high road in divorce and co-parenting is choosing to take really the road less traveled, which it's very hard to find somebody in the beginning of their divorce who chooses to pick their battles and who chooses to separate their emotions about the divorce or about the person they're divorcing from the actual co-parenting experience. And that's why I'm out here preaching this good word because everyone's always worried that children are going to be messed up in divorce. Well, it's not the divorce that messes up the children. It's the choices we make thereafter. And if we choose to live in conflict and letting our emotions drive our decisions, then the children are probably not going to fare very well because nobody can make great decisions when they're emotional. So taking the high road means taking a step outside of how you feel and saying, okay, this is how I feel about a particular situation. Does it actually affect my children or what is the best course of action for my child? For example, tomorrow is my daughter's birthday, I mentioned. She's at her dad's tonight. I am dying inside because I don't get to wake up with her tomorrow morning. I could be a bitch and I could say, you know what? She came out of my body at 8.34 in the morning. She should be with me. I'm not sending her to you tonight because she's... I'm not going to do that because you know what harm it causes my daughter to not wake up at my house tomorrow morning? Nothing. So I'm taking a step out of my emotions, putting my big girl panties on and saying, good for her that she gets the opportunity to wake up with her dad who loves and adores her more than anything I've ever seen and have the experience of what he's going to do, his tradition for tomorrow morning. And that's taking the high road and co-parenting. It's also choosing not to argue just because somebody invites you to a fight does not mean you have to RSVP. Yes. It's realizing that nobody ever gets the last word. You're never going to change your ex's opinions, processes. You're not going to change them, how they do things, what their opinion of you is giving up a sense of control in a way. And it's so freeing and so liberating. 
Gosh, and if you could take that process, what Michelle just said, and use that from the beginning, because we really believe it matters where you start in the process, you will save yourself a ton of money because in divorce, you're dealing with your children and you're dealing with your finances. And we see so often when people are coming to the financial part, they spent tens and tens of thousands of dollars not taking the high road in any of the kids' situation. So by the time it bleeds into the financial piece, they're going to make quick decisions because they've already exhausted so much money and they're making quick emotional decisions to get through it and they're bad decisions. So when the divorce is over and they realize that their dad's still going to get their child on the morning tomorrow, that's still going to happen because it's better for the child. You now just made a bad financial decision that's going to impact your life forever. I made so many bad decisions in the beginning. So many, it's mortifying a little bit. I followed really bad divorce advice from really bad attorneys and I made mistakes I can never undo. And that's really scary. And that's why I always suggest working with a coach or somebody who can help you understand your best options and that not every option presented to you by an attorney is the best way to go. That's advice I could have used. <laughs> so that's why in my training program, we really focus heavily on the client. I have a training program that certifies and trains divorce coaches. Our coaches are trained to teach the client to ask questions, to go into their attorney appointments, their legal appointments, their financial appointments with certain questions to determine, is this person going to lead me in the right direction or is this person just out for my business? Well, I mean, that's what our portrait does. So I actually, we should talk about this because when we do the portrait, we don't invest people's money for them. Our CDFAs don't invest money, but we lay out your whole estate, what you have, what all the considerations are for them. We love coaches as well. So when a coach has our portrait in hand, they know the complexity of the estate with the data. It's not just somebody telling them what they have. So they know what attorney would align with that person. They know if it's more of a parenting thing or in a simpler financial thing, or if there's a budgeting issue or what it is, they have it right there. So they're yeah. able to direct them to the whatever kind of coaching, maybe whatever it is, or if they're even candidates for mediation, because some mm -hmm. people without any of that data and how do you help them? And we see people just go pick attorneys, probably like you did, because you were told it was the best person to get. Well, we see them, they can't even handle the complexity of the case that's there or the simplicity of the case that's there. So having that information is very beneficial. My first attorney, I was newly separated and I was at a networking event for a board of a organization that I was on. And the president of the board was like, oh, I heard about your separation. If you need an attorney, you should call my brother. She didn't know me. She didn't know the age of my child. She didn't know my ex-husband. She didn't know anything. But I blindly called because I felt like some sort of allegiance to her for some reason. He wasn't even a divorce attorney. I didn't even know. He asked me to meet him in the lobby of a hotel for a conversation. We did. I hired him. Lo and behold, I ended up getting my money back on the retainer because he sent me down such a dark path. It was scary. Mm. And I ended up starting a fight I couldn't undo that I shouldn't even have started. I mean, it was really bad, really bad. And unfortunately, Michelle, that's still happening today. Yeah. And it's because people are not aligned with their right professional. And it's unfortunate because now we have all these resources, right? So you don't have to start that way. And it does matter how you start. You would have known not to go to him. That's right? so true. I would say most of our clientele has been referred to attorneys based on relationships or based on their own experience or a variety of other reasons and not for the reason that's very specific 
to their situation. Once you get financial clarity, once you kind of see how things are playing out, it's very evident what type of attorney you need in their special niche because family law attorneys have such a wide area of law to cover or areas of law to cover. They essentially have to be well-versed in most areas of law. And so you're not going to find an attorney well-versed in every area of law. So sometimes there's a lot of decisions made in hiring attorneys that's not relative to the needs of your case. So maybe you need someone that's really good in custody or in complex financial situations, or maybe you need a reviewing attorney, or maybe you need a whole host of different types of attorneys. And you can't know that until you prepare to your point and work with your coach and really get the financial clarity that you need. That's profound. Yeah. So when you're talking about the high road, Michelle, I can hear people, moms saying, well, doesn't that make me weak if no, I don't I, join I the that. fight yet? Yeah. My, there's nothing I hate more than, well, I can't take the high road because my ex is a narcissist. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you are not clinically allowed to diagnose them, but that's a whole nother issue. Yeah. And yes, that's even all the more reason to take the high road because you know what? Kids need one stable parent in an unstable situation, one reasonable person in an unreasonable situation. And if that's not going to be you, who's it going to be? Your narcissistic ex-husband? I don't think so. So all the more reason. And it makes you strong, in my opinion. A strong person can walk away from conflict. Only a weak person gets pulled into conflict. I love that. Your yeah. confidence is apparent when you're taking the high road because you're taking the high road because you're in the know and you have the knowledge and you know what your next steps are. That's great. Amen. And you yeah. know, sometimes you don't get the instant gratification from that. And that's what's hard for people. You know, you take the high road because you're, you're buttoned in your mouth and you're not saying anything and you think that your opinion's not going to be out there. But again, as we said earlier, just stay on that high road because in time it all shows, all colors come out. That's the difference between messing up your kids and having a divorce your children will be proud of one day. Yeah, exactly. So true. It's a great topic and a great conversation. Michelle, before we end this program, I know you touched on it, but can you talk a little bit more about your coaching program that you have for moms and or any other professionals, I believe? Sure, absolutely. So we offer individual coaching in my business with one of my fabulous coaches on my team. I oversee the process. But if you are interested in becoming a divorce coach, and I am so proud of the popularity of this program so far, I developed a coaching certification program called the Moving On Method. And it is something that I put together after seeing, unfortunately, divorce coaching is an unregulated market. You don't need a particular license. You don't even need education. And people will say, well, I'm divorced, so I have the experience, I can coach. And that is so not true, because unless you take a program that teaches you to put aside your own experience, look past your own experience and work with somebody who is really experiencing some difficult co-parenting challenges, then in my opinion, you're not prepared. So our program prepares coaches to not just tackle the logistics of helping somebody through divorce, but also how to help their children. It goes a step further. Here's how to talk to your clients' children or how to help them talk to their children. Here's how to teach them what to expect, what to anticipate. So we focus very heavily in our training on teaching our clients, teaching our trainees to teach their clients to put their children at the center of their decision-making processes, not keep them in the middle because of emotions, focuses heavily on helping a client separate their emotions from the process so that they can make the best decisions. 
And there's also an alumni program associated with our training. We meet monthly with our graduates for ongoing educational opportunities. They will be listed on my website as our referred and recommended coaches for people. So it's been growing into a really great community. And I'm so proud of the program and the women who have already graduated and are out in the world taking clients. That's awesome. Kudos to you. Thanks. Needed, yes. So if you're going through a divorce and you have children, young or older, get the book. It's imperative to your journey. This concludes this episode on Divorce Tips for Moms, Taking the High Road in Divorce. Thank you, Michelle, for a great conversation. Thank you. If you're facing divorce and feeling lost, we can help. Our on-demand divorce course is the number one online resource for divorce preparation. Start your free trial today to get prepared for divorce. Know what to expect and learn your options. The course includes lessons, video workshops, divorce checklists, divorce planning calls, and more. Plus, our members-only community provides support and guidance as you navigate the divorce process. Most people enter divorce unprepared and suffer the financial consequences later. But with our course, you can be confident that you have the information you need to make informed decisions about your divorce. Try Divorce You risk-free for seven days and see for yourself how our course can help you through this difficult time. Visit MyDivorceSolution.com to start your seven-day free trial today. That's MyDivorceSolution.com for a free trial of our online divorce course. Thanks for joining us on another episode of WeChat Divorce. We hope this episode was informative and supportive on your divorce journey. If you are looking for more support for navigating divorce with confidence and clarity, head over to MyDivorceSolution.com for more podcast episodes, divorce events, and resources for your divorce. We'll see you back here for our next episode.